Hallelujah. All right. Now, we're continuing on with our study of First Peter, First Keepers, or Peter chapter 2. And I got to give a precursor. <laughs> I have to give a precursor on this one because I'm pretty certain I'm probably going to step on some toes. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's probably going to go against, you know, the conventional understanding of uh, some of the things that's found in here. Nevertheless, you know, let scripture be the truth and let the chips fall where they may. Amen. Oh, yeah. All right, that's it. Let's jump right in. Uh, jump right in. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. Let's jump right in. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So we left off with verse nine last last time. So we're gonna pick it up with uh, first keepers of first Peter. Chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. You know, it says, Which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of Elohim, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. You know, and so I want, you know, to, to call your attention to, even as I had, um, you know, in, in uh, chapter 1, you know, that Many of us who accept Messiah today, you know, we're not always a people, you know, and we are as strangers and pilgrims, you know, in the kingdom of Elohim. Well, we're as strangers and pilgrims in the world, you know, while we reside in the kingdom of Elohim. For those of us who make me say lie, um, you know, that said, here it is. Apostle Kephas, you know, is telling us to abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. See, and what I want to point out is that, you know, while we're here, we are at war. Make no mistake about it. You know, this is why in Ephesians we're given some gospel armor. You would not be given armor if you weren't expected to fight. There's no need for armor in times of peace. Right. You know, hence we are not in a time of peace. We are at war. Make no mistake about it. And so, but this war that we are in is a spiritual war. Amen. Amen. And so this is what Kephas is, is telling us about. He says, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. You know, and so here it is. We're going to learn a bit about the war that we are in, you know. And this war that's being waged by the enemy is against our very souls. Amen. Amen. It's our soul that's that's uh that's going to live eternally, not our flesh. Amen. Amen. You know, and so he says, abstain from fleshly lust. What are the lusts of the flesh? They're found in Galatians 5, you know, um, 19 through 21. Let me have my next reader read Galatians 5, 19 through 21, please. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness. Adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies. 
envious, in, envyings, murders, drunkenness, and revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things have not shall not inherit the kingdom of Elohim. Of Elohim. Hallelujah. All right, so here it is. We learn about um, the lust of the flesh. Uh, Galatians 5.24 also says, and they that are messiahs, that be us, right? They that are messiahs have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. So if we are messiahs, then that means that we are supposed to crucify our flesh, pick up our torture state daily, mortify our members, amen? The affections and the lust thereof, right? So that means, you know, we're not to do these lust of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, etc. you know, because these are the things that war against our very souls, amen? You know, and if we're going to win this war, we're going to have to abstain from these fleshly lusts. We're going to have to crucify our flesh with the affections and the lust thereof. And I'm here to tell you that just because you crucify it today, it's going to raise up again tomorrow. Amen? So I want you to understand that. This is why this is the war that's taking place, you know? So you may win a battle today, you may lose one tomorrow, but make certain that you win the war, amen? amen. You know, you have to abstain from fleshly lust. These are the things in which we war against, and this is important, you know? Consider First Timothy 6, 11 and 12, it says, but thou, O man of Elohim, That'd be us, right? Men and women of Elohim. But thou, man of Elohim, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, all of us who were baptized into Mashiach, we did so before many witnesses. Amen? You know, and we are also to fight the good fight of faith. You know, we had a testimony just um, just earlier of someone who was fighting the good fight of faith. And they won that battle. You know, that's what we're supposed to do on a daily, you know. And to help us, we should follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, you know. And we should recognize, you know, the lust of the flesh, and we should recognize when, you know, we're being tried. Amen? Amen. You know, when they're attacking us. You know, a lot of times, you know, we experience hatred or wrath or strife, and we think it's because what somebody said or done to us. Not so, necessarily, you know. It's a spirit behind he or she who's saying or doing such things. Amen? Amen. You know, and this is why we have Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Adonai and in the power of his might. 
put on the whole armor of Elohim that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Elohim that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. So if we're going to fight this good fight of faith, then we need to put on our armor. Amen. Amen. You know, and we need to realize who our enemy is. And it's just as important to realize who our enemy isn't, you know, because, you know, here it is, you know, you go back and forth with people and it's not the people, it's the spirit and the people, you know, and, you know, before you jump on the people, the spirit done took off, you know, and, and now, you know, you just beating up on an innocent person. Amen. The real culprit is gone. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Hey, but that's 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 how it be. You know, sometimes you ask a person what they say, they can't even, can't even uh, you know tell you why they even said what they said. You ask them, well, why you say that? I don't even know. It just came up. Yeah, it's because it was the enemy. You know, the enemy can come upon you and take off you know, in a blink of an eye, you know, come upon you just for you to do something stupid and then take off and leave you in that, with the uh, results of that stupidity, you know, you know, if he, if he can come, come at um, Kephas or Peter when he was walking with Yah, come on now. So even though we don't wrestle against flesh and blood per se, these principalities, powers, rules of darkness and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places utilize people's flesh and blood to do their bidding you know so they utilize you know these other people in our lives to do their bidding and they also utilize us yeah you know say lie we're not impervious to them utilizing our flesh either you know that's why we have to realize that we are at war and we have to put on the armor so, so that we can do all that we can to stand. Amen? Amen. You know, so do realize and recognize that you are at war and that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but these, these spiritual, um, these spirits that we are fighting against, they do you utilize flesh and blood, you know, to combat us, to combat us, you know? So we have to be um, cognizant of, how they get down right you know uh, let me have my next reader read ephesians 2 1 through 3 you know which speaks to how they utilize people and you have excuse me and you have have the quickened when we're dead when we're dead in trespasses and sins wherein the time passed you walked according to the course of the world of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, spirit, that now work, worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we are, we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Hallelujah. All right, so 
Here it is, um, Apostle Paul in Ephesians, he's saying, you know, as each and every one of us, we all were dead in our trespasses and sins at one, at, at one point, right? You know, and at one point, we all walked according to the course of this world, right? Yeah. And if, if that be the case, then it was according to the prince of the power of the air. So take note that he's talking about one of these powers that he was talking about that we wrestle against. Amen. You know, and we find that it is a spirit. Prince of the power of the air, the spirit. Amen. You know, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So if you're being disobedient, it's because one of these spirits are working in ye. Amen. You know, and you know, you know, some folks think that they so, you know, um, blessed and highly favored and spiritually feel that the enemy can't work work in them or through. He can work in you, through you, and upon you. You know, so you have to realize this. If he, if he can get the keepers and 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 Judas, you know, who is walking with Yahshua, surely he can get with us. Amen. You know, so uh I just want to point that out. So if you're being disobedient, you know, it's there's a reason why, and you may be losing the war. Amen. Amen. You know, so Apostle Paul goes on to say, whom we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind. You know, it's not just the flesh that we have to worry about, but it's also the mind. We also have to worry about these spirits attacking our minds. You know, because oftentimes, what's in the mind manifests in the flesh. Amen. Amen. You know, oftentimes you you start you keep thinking about something. Next thing you find, um, you know, you find yourself doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know we have to, we have to, um, you know, know how the enemy works, and we have to know <laughs> how to defend ourselves against the enemy. You know, and it helps a whole lot by recognizing who the enemy is and who the enemy isn't, and how he's going to attack. He's going to attack through the lust of the flesh. And through your carnal mind. Amen? Amen. That's why you want to get rid of it and you want the mind of Yahshua. That that's this mind being you that was in Messiah Yahshua. Amen? Amen. All right. Let me have my next reader read uh, 1 Kings Peter chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be, they may by your good works, which shall behold glorify Elohim in the day of visitation. Submitting yourselves to every ordinance of man for Adonai's sake, whether it be to a king. As supreme unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is where um, you know some of you may need to put your rubber boots on. Um, you know, 
Now, first of all, let's deal with verse 12. It says, having your conversation honest, you know, that, so that, that means, you know, um, and this word honest is number 391. Can't quite see the number up there, but it's number 391. It's apostrophe, you know, and it speaks to behavior or conduct. So it's not talking about having your conversation that in a sense that we think a conversation honest, like not, not lying. But it's speaking about having your behavior be honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as um, uh, evildoers, that they may by your works, which they shall behold, glorify Elohim. So what he's saying is, you know, we want to let our works do our, do our talking. This is, this is how we fight with our good works. You know, and even if they see us as evildoers because of, quote unquote, what we believe, you know, they won't be able to deny our good works. You know, and when they see our good works, they'll see them and they'll glorify Elohim, you know, in the day of visitation. It may not be in the day that you want them to glorify Elohim, but in the day of, of visitation, you know. Now, verse 13 says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Adonai's sake, whether it be to the king is supreme or unto governors, you know, um, unto them that are sent by the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Now, many teach that apostle keepers of Peter is commanding us to submit ourselves to every ordinance of man, i.e., that Yah is obligating us to submit to the laws, rules, and regulations of the kingdoms of this world. And this is a lie from the pit of Hades. Yah is not, you know, Apostle Kephas or Peter is not teaching that we <clears throat> submit ourselves to every ordinance of man, you know, and neither does Yah obligate us to submit to the laws, rules, and regulations of the kingdoms of this world. That is a lie from the pit of Hades, you know, um, you know, which is should be obvious to see, but you know, unfortunately, it isn't, you know, uh, because people take passages such as this in Hebrews, I believe it's thirteen, and twist them, you know, into into saying this sort of thing. But this is not what Scripture teaches, and I pray that you know before it's over today that you understand that, you know, because this is a big lie. This is a big one that. That get a lot that get a lot of saints in trouble. This is this is why you know people go against the word of Elohim. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, because it's sanctioned by the kingdoms of this world. You know, so you know, for example, you know, you know, you subjugate your kids to learning about homosexuality. You know, because it is it's deemed quote unquote legal, you know, and so that makes it okay. You know, not in Yah's eyes. Not in Yah's eyes. You know, and you know, many such things. Many such things, you know, um that that they do that is against Yah's Yah's will, way and purposes. You know, so firstly I want you to understand that the whole of the brick kind of shot. And this is a concept that I want you to get in your heart and, and soul because, 
you know, a lot of people don't realize this and they, you know, they don't understand this, but understand that the whole of the Brit Karasha is concerning the kingdom of Elohim. All of the New Testament scriptures is concerning the kingdom of Elohim. It starts with the kingdom of Elohim and it ends with the kingdom of Elohim. All of the New Testament scriptures, all of the Brit Karasha is concerning the kingdom of Elohim. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it mixed up. You know, Matthew 3, 1 and 2. This is the very beginning of the Brit Kadashai. In those days came Yochanan the Immerser, preaching in the wilderness, saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, so that is the beginning. That's right after that, you know, this, this happens, you know, right at the start. You know, after they, they, uh, it shows us that they were born. And then when they started their ministries, this is what was going for, you know, the exact same thing that the Messiah uh, would be preaching and teaching, you know, um, as well, you know, so this is where it started. And then if we go to Revelation, the last chapter, 22, verse one says, and he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of Elohim and other lamb. Can you not see that you're in the kingdom of Elohim? Because that's where his throne is. His throne is in his kingdom. You don't put your throne in someone else's kingdom, right? Right. You know, and then if we go to the end of the chapter, the very verse before the end, you know, says, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Elohim shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And the holy city is where his throne is. Again, the kingdom of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I pray that you can see that, you know, the brick Kadashah begins with the kingdom of Elohim. It ends with the kingdom of Elohim. And everything in between is concerning the kingdom of Elohim. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, secondly, we have Ephesians 2.15. says, having abolished in his flesh, speaking of our Messiah, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. These ordinances are ordinances of men. You know, so Kephas is not talking about subject yourself to every ordinance of men. Thirdly, understand that America, as well as all kingdoms of this world, are in opposition to the kingdom of Elohim. That should be evident. Apostle Kephas of Peter is not saying that we should submit ourselves to the kingdoms of this world. For the kingdoms of this world are at enmity with the kingdom of Elohim, and Yah has vowed to overthrow them. Let me have my next reader read Daniel 2.44 and Haggai 2.22. Daniel 2.44, and in the days of these kings shall Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and that kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Haggai 2.22, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. Now, I pray that you can see that Yah 
he's going to break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms of the world. He's going to overthrow, overthrow the throne of the kingdoms of the world. He's going to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen. Never forget that the kingdoms of this world belong to the devil, our number one enemy. When we, when we look at Luke 4, 5, and 6, it, it teaches us, it says the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that it, for that is delivered unto me and whomsoever I will, I will, and whomsoever I will, I give it. So in other words, they are his to give. You know, they are his to give. This is why we later in, in uh, Brick Kadashah read about the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our Elohim. Because right now they're, they're, they belong to the devil. Right. So I want you to understand that. You know, Kephas is not talking about, he's not talking about adhering to every ordinance of man of the kingdoms of this world. Fourthly, as in, you know, I know scripture says, let every matter be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, but I'm going to give you a fourth. I need you to understand that Apostle Kephas and Peter and the other apostles were ambassadors of Yahushua. We, we learn this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. My next reader, please. Therefore, I Therefore, if any man be in Messiah, he is a new created create, creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are behold, all things are become new. And all things are of Elohim, who have reconciled us to himself by Yeshua and Messiah, and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that Elohim was in Messiah reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto, unto them, and have committed unto, unto us the word, word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Messiah, as though Elohim did beat you by us. We pray you in Messiah's stead, be ye reconciled to Elohim. Hallelujah. You know, and so, you know, this is, this is, you know, what we are, especially those of us in leadership, you know, we are committed, you know, to turning the peoples of the world, reconciling them back to Elohim, you know, even as, as um, the Messiah did, you know, and those of us who do that, we are like apostles, like the apostles that preceded us, are ambassadors for Mashiach. Now, an ambassador is a diplomatic agent sent from a foreign country or a foreign sovereign as its official representative. Hence, when they speak, they speak on behalf of the country they represent and not the country in which they are residing. So that said, a diplomat is one who is skilled in handling affairs without arousing hostility. So just because you are not a citizen of this world, just because we're strangers and pilgrims in this world, you know, does not give, give us the right to act host hostile. You know, we are to act in diplomacy. 
That is, we are to handle our affairs skillfully without arousing hostility. Amen? You know, and lastly, if this is not what Apostle Kiefer or Peter and others, uh, is this not what Apostle Kiefer and Peter's exemplify? This is exactly what they exemplify. You know, so I want you to know and understand, you know, that we're ambassadors here. You know, diplomatic agents from the kingdom of Elohim here on a mission to reconcile those whomsoever will to reconcile recon, reconcile whosoever will back to Elohim. Amen? Amen. You know, so, and we're to do so with diplomacy, without arousing hostility. Mm -hmm. You know, um, now let's take an example of how the apostles acted. You know, um, Acts 5, 17 through 20, in Acts 5, 26 through 29, my next reader, please. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, which were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. And the angel of the Adonai by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. In Acts 5.26. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not preach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey Elohim rather than men. Okay, now, I pray that you that you, you saw this, you know, because, okay, so we're talking about the high priest. Mm -hmm. You know, this was the, uh, the you know, the, the legal, um, the legal center, you know, of their day, you know, uh, uh, the courthouse, if you would. You know that uh, the equivalent to to our courthouse, right? Mm -hmm. And so here it is. They're in court. You know, and they were filled with indignation. You know, and they laid hands on the apostles, and they end up putting them in prison, which happens oftentimes when folks go to court. Amen. <laughs> you know, so this is what happened. All right. Now, but it says in verse nineteen, it says the angel of the Adonai opened the prison doors, brought them forth, and said, go stand and speak in the, uh, in the temple to the people. All the words of this life. Mm -hmm. This is in direct opposition mm -hmm. to what they've just been told and imprisoned for. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? You know, and then we jump down to Acts 5.28, you know, they bring them back before them and said, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Why are you not listening to, to us? And Kephas and the other apostles answered, we ought to obey Elohim rather than men. Now this was Kephas, the head of the ecclesia. Now, do you think that he would be telling you to 
adhere to every ordinance of man? No. That would make him a hypocrite, wouldn't it? Also, let us consider Acts 10, 17 through 20. It says, now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had, had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Now, this is, of course, when he had that vision, you know, um, with all the unclean things on the sheet. Right. You know, he saw this thing three times. You know, it was coming down and he hear, hear y'all saying, you know, um, you know, to eat. And he's like, no, 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 no. I never ate nothing unclean, but it didn't have anything to do with eating. You know, so verse 18 says, and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Ruach said unto him, behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing. I have sent them. All right. So here it is. The spirit of Elohim is is um is is directing. Yes. Just like before, the spirit of Elohim told him what to do. Amen. You know, Acts 10 28. We're gonna jump down to 28. It says, and he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Yahudim to keep company or to come unto another nation. But Elohim have showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came I unto you without gainsaying as soon as I was sent for. I asked, therefore, what intent ye have sent for me? All right, so here it is again, you know, the Ruach telling them to disobey man. Disobey man's, man's um, um, laws, their ordinances. You know, so I pray that all of you can see that within both of these instances, Yah told the children of the kingdom of Elohim to break man's law. You know, so Kephas was not teaching that we are to submit ourselves to every ordinance of man. You know, so when we read 1 Kephas 2.13, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Adonai's sake, rather it be to the king as supreme, he's talking about King Yahshua. The Adonai you know, he's talking about Yahuwah. Mm -hmm. Or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him, he's talking about the apostles. Because they are the ones sent, right? right? Now, what are they sent for? For the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. So you see, when the apostle Keith of Peter says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, he's speaking of every, every ordinance of man made for the kingdom of Elohim by men of Elohim. Not ordinance of men made for and by the men of this world for the kingdoms of this world. You know, so you have to understand that Yah has governors in the kingdom of Elohim. You know, and they are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. And they do make ordinances. And we are to adhere, those, adhere to those ordinances. You know, then and now, you know, and so if we take a look at first Corinthians 11, verse two, apostle Paul says, now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. So we see apostle Paul actually speaking of ordinances that he gave, you know, even in conjunction or, um, and 
in conjunction with what Kiefer's is saying, you know, that submit yourself to every ordinances of man, such as the ordinances of Apostle Paul or the ordinances of James, as we read in James 1.19, wherefore, my beloved, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That was something that came from Apostle James through the Ruach of Elohim. You understand? This is for the kingdom of Elohim. This is an ordinance that he put forth. You know, also, 1 Yochanan 2, 15 and 16, he says, love not the world, not just the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of, but it's of the world. Right. Again, these things are ordinances of men. They came through man. Amen? Yeah. You know, so also consider that Apostle Keepers of Peter says our governors are sent for punishment and praise. Now note Apostle Paul's praise in 1 Corinthians 11 too. He says, now I praise you. Now ask yourselves, when the last time you saw a governor of the world praise the non-governmental members of society who did well? When the last time you saw it? Have you ever seen that? Because it don't happen. Because he's not talking about the governors of the world. But the governors of the kingdom. They don't just rebuke. They also praise. You know, when you're doing well. Amen? Amen. So you have to understand these things. You know, otherwise you get all, all mixed up. And you go, you know, you, you feel like it's okay. And you, you acquiesce to, you know, to wickedness you know well my kids need to be taught i guess i gotta teach them i guess i gotta send them here to be taught you know right. you know all this heathenistic stuff no you don't you don't see you just don't have the proper picture of the kingdom of elohim you know and you know I, I'm, I'm about to do a shameful plug but this is why I wrote the book, Repent, for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. Right. Because it shows you an accurate picture of what the kingdom looked like. You know, so say lie on that. Verses 15 and 16 of First Keepers. My next reader, please. <clears throat> for so is the will of Elohim that with well-doing he may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for <clears throat> for a cloak uh, uh, thank you <laughs> abolitionists but as for the servants of Elohim hallelujah I'm thinking if we should stop here actually um you know, because uh, this is a whole nother section. Yeah, I think we're going to stop here. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick it up next week from here. You know, so we'll, 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 get, in, we'll get into this next week.